Hey, my name is Sufal. I'm Marvin. And my name is Karen. And uh, welcome to TMA. Um, Karen already, already introduced herself, but today we have Karen Ao. Uh, we met it her. Me. Yeah. It's, how long ago did we meet you? I know Marvin was 14. 14. Yeah, that's a while so back. So I met you like... A year after, me. A year after. Okay. Yeah, like after I turned 15. Yeah, and we just started, we met you through Unity volunteering, Volunteering, right? I was your volunteer coordinator. Yes, wow, it feels like a lifetime ago. I know, I'm not even in that role anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, today we have Karen, we thought she was an interesting person, and we also happened to be in Toronto for reading week. Yep. Yeah, uh, so we just wanted to get you to introduce yourself, Karen, what have you been doing, how long have you been here, uh, a little bit of your life story, whatever you want to talk about. Holy hell, that's really big. That is really big. Uh, so, that's like, that's no a really big question. Uh, so, 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 so small, like... Where were we born? I was born and here. Uh, I was born here before my parents immigrated from Hong Kong. So born here, my mother was smart. I was born a Canadian citizen on Canadian soil. Uh, then we went back to Hong Kong until I was two and a half. Then officially immigrated here in 1988. So, um, and then I've been here since. Grew up in Thornhill. Um, went to school at U of T. My parents moved to Richmond Hill at that point, so I lived there too for a bit. Uh, now I'm in Vaughan. Hello. Okay. Yeah. Wow. By the way, we're in right Vaughn. Yeah, yes. we are in Vaughn. Vaughn. Near Canada's Wonderland. I can, <laughs> yeah. I can, we can hear the screams of children in exactly. my backyard. <laughs> it's not as creepy as it sounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't mean it that way. Joyful screams. Joyful screams. Yeah, yes. It's, yeah, it's exactly. like euphoria. Yes. Screams yes. of euphoria. Yeah. So when I think Karen, I usually revert to two thoughts. Okay. It's educator yeah. and like unity. Yeah, fair yeah. that's, that's yeah, fair because yeah. that's mostly how i that's know. how we know you at yeah. least yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean if you look at my linkedin that would be it why our dsb teacher and unity charity i, I don't know what my my role is the chapter coordinator yeah, chapter um coordinator. for people who don't know what that is um the unity is i don't have you talked about unity to people uh, we can mention it now no, right we really haven't can you tell us actually because you're a volunteer coordinator right yeah so could you tell us about i guess how you got involved with unity in the first place yeah well, i met I met you guys as the volunteer coordinator. Um, my yeah. role still works with uh, university youth who are volunteering their time to work with Unity, um, but more focused on those who are running clubs at their university than, that are then associated with the charity. Um, and what the clubs do, and it's very close to the, um, the charity mandate itself, is creating a space at the universities, at their universities, to express themselves through hip-hop as a way to manage their stress, meet new people, um, have a safe place where they can be themselves, express themselves, and practice their art. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, as a... Well, now you're chapters coordinator. Yeah. Do you yourself do anything in hip hop? Um, I always tell people that I myself personally am not hip hop, mm -hmm. uh, but I appreciate the art forms involved in or that associated with hip hop. Um, yeah. I do paint a little bit. I used to do a lot of spoken word myself. Um, and I really love house dancing. Oh, um, yes. We've yeah. been trying to do some of the, oh, specifically the farm move. That's our, our goal. <laughs> <recently. laughs> do you have a jack? Uh, we, do you have no, a jack? No, 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 kind of, right? Kind of, <laughs> like we can't, we can't, like you know, tell people we have. I want to go tell someone I can do the jack. I can't You're brag about it. You're developing your jack. Exactly. Yeah, that, you'll see us yeah. someday with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So even every other like house or sorry, every other hip hop dance form I try to go and do, um, it's it's always very much like it's very house. That's my base as yeah. a dancer. Um, but I, I think the art form that I associate myself most with is writing. Um, mm. but I also, I also really like to sing. So if I'm listening to music, then lyrics are really important to me. Um, more so than the, the emceeing part, I'm more of a spoken word person and vocalist. So true. Okay. Anyway. 
yeah. Yeah. So I specifically remember I was thinking of questions to ask you. I'm like, okay, what would be super interesting? And you've been teaching for how long now? Holy, um, since oh eight. Oh, hey. oh, that's, wow. a, that's a while. Yeah. That's like over 10 years now. Yeah. Over a decade. Yeah, yeah. This, this year is my 11th year with the YRDSB. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I want to ask whether you have like some insights from teaching, also like possibly any stories of specific students or experiences you've mm. had while working. Holy hell. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you have like a, like a plethora. A lot. Um, I think, well, one of the... I don't know. That, that's a lot. That's also a really big question. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> um, what is there a specific topic that you're curious about within the education realm mm, that you would want? Yeah. Me to so speak to? like a lot, what I found like, not particularly for myself, for a lot of peers that I knew mm-hmm. was the education system is very, I want to say average. Then again, I'm saying this from a perspective of a student who is mm-hmm. in the TDSB. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so for example, there are students that are they have access to tutors. They have their parents pushing them into mm-hmm. things. So they have like accelerated learning. Mm-hmm. So they go to school. They're like, oh, this is so like easy. Like I've already right. done all of this. So they're just right. kind of chilling. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I noticed a few of my own teachers, they got like demotivated to a certain degree. They're right. kind of like, oh, these students know how to do it. They don't put as much effort into teaching right. anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? This mostly applied to older teachers that I had. Which high school did you go to? Uh, Sir John and McDonald. It's That's like, why. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be why. Yeah. That neighborhood. Um, I mean... We also, well, if we're going to be talking about the student bodies in different neighborhoods, we do notice that neighborhoods with very high immigrant populations tend to have very motivated students. Yeah, because like, yeah, even my parents, they're like, the norm is to have a tutor. Yeah. There's yeah. teachers that literally outside of school would yeah. tutor yes. and pay for it. Yeah, yeah. And so they're so I did used that to for, to, I did the gig for a while. Exactly, yeah. 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 So it's, they're ahead, basically ahead of the curriculum. And then I had these friends that, like, whether it's because of monetary values or mm-hmm. it's simply they're told school is enough. Yeah, they're like, that's not their priority. Yeah, the they're family. like far yeah, behind okay. compared to mm. the students. Yeah. Because they're not going to tutor, they're right. not doing all these extra right. things. John A. McDonald, um, yeah, that neighborhood was, is very... Yeah, it's like... The, it's, the student body itself, like regardless of whether the, the teachers were motivated or not. Like, yeah, there's a mostly visible minority, like people yeah. that right. are either first generation or second generation Canadians, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's... Um, I, I mean, I, I can only speak for myself. Like I went to, um, I taught, I also taught in a school. Like, I mean, also I'm, I teach elementary, not high school, whereas yeah. like you're speaking from a secondary perspective. Sure. So in the primary perspective or, or elementary perspective, we, st- we do, we had, we do have pockets of students or student bodies that are like that as well. Um, I can only speak for myself. For me, then I would push the students and the learning would happen together as a community. So if if I present the students a problem, they're going to have 10 billion different ways to solve it. And so then I would say to them as a teacher, okay, you show me how you do it then. Let's build the knowledge as a community. There's others always different ways of doing things. So that that would be the way I would approach it. And then if that's the case, then it would be more exciting for me because then I can provide them or do more challenging projects with them that require more inquiry or um, further or more complex problem solving. Uh, but I would, I still wouldn't, um, I wouldn't move away from the curriculum though. I'd st- I st- it's still my job to stick to the curriculum. Okay. Curious. Just yeah. bring it back. So right now you said you're teaching what elementary school kids? Uh, equivalent to mil- uh, middle school. Yeah. Okay. So how, Seven, eight. I guess, how did you, I, I don't know how it works exactly, but I see some teachers usually they teach high school students. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they teach usually the elementary school kids. Mm-hmm. How did you decide what sort of age range with, of kids that you want to work with? I actually started with primary junior, which be which be would be from kindergarten to grade six. That was what I had gotten training for when I went to teachers college, um, and then 
just by virtue of wanting to have be more hireable, I guess, at the time, because uh, of course the teaching profession is very competitive. So when I was in my third year of teaching, the summer prior prior to me starting my third year, I took um, an additional, what we call an additional qualification. And that allowed me to go and teach up to intermediate, so up to grade eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that point, that allowed me to get a job in my third year teaching. Um, I taught grade seven, eight at that point. And once I hit middle school, I thought, this is it. This is, mm-hmm. this is my yeah, I know for middle school is a lot of like, a lot of kids are going to, th- is your school just seven, eight? No, it's uh, most schools in York region uh, because of the population density. Yeah. Um, and I, it's probably the philosophy of the school board as well to have K to eight oh, as opposed yeah, to just Yeah, we don't school. have that. Yeah, for us, seven to eight was, me and Marvin both went to the same middle school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, like seven to eight was more so like a transition year. Yep. Yeah. Saturday is my first year in a different school. For yep. like the last eight years I'm at one school, all of a sudden I'm at a new school. Yep. Yeah. So it was like very, I wouldn't say I discovered myself, definitely not. Those some weird so, years. Yeah, those are weird years, you know. <laughs> Middle school is hard in itself already. Yeah, it's like yeah. hormones going through you and everything. Yeah. That's why I find it interesting. Like, I, I'm going to be honest, um, yeah. and I tell my students this all the time, and I, I sit back and I watch them go through all this stuff. They don't know what's going on, but they think they know what's going on, and the next day they don't, and the next day they're mad at each other, the next day they're best friends, and there's just <laughs> all oh, yeah. this going on, and, and for the first time they're questioning their parents, and it's just everything is going all over the place and then they just do weird things in the classroom and i sit back and i just laugh at them a lot (laughs) i spend a lot of the day laughing at them and but not in a mean way you know i i laugh because they're being silly or they're acting silly and so you know it's it's a way for me to show them in a in a very lighthearted way that you know what you're going through is normal um and it's it, and trying to put light on situations that you know if if you kind of let them get in their head they can start to take themselves too seriously, um, so that's where yeah I, I I really enjoy middle school yeah. I like it a lot when for I that look reason, back at like so. my middle school years I think those were definitely the weirdest like I think if I look back what that's how long ago for us five six years six, is that more six years. you're in your second year so yeah it would have been six years seven years ago seven years yeah, ago. yeah there were some weird. Really dumb things back then. (laughs) I remember when I was in middle school. Never mind you. Back in those days. Holy, yeah. No, we uh, middle school kids like they're they're so great. They're so brilliant. They're so interesting. But at the same time, like we don't know what we're doing at that age. Yeah, we really don't. And um, I mean, some kids have their head on their shoulders and know from a very young age just because of who they are. They know what they know what they want. They know where they're going. But most of the time, people really don't. And it's um. And it's confusing, and you're trying to pick courses for high school in grade eight, yeah. and like, like, what if, Ooh. what if I, what if I go academic and, yes. and I fail, or what if I go to apply <laughs> and I can't go to university? And yeah. and I think my my advice for a lot of young people is, even now I'm an adult now, I've been teaching for over ten years, everyone's still trying to figure it out, and it's mm. okay to not know what you're doing at that age. Just if you're not sure, go with the flow for a bit, and that's okay. You know, and if and if you want to try something new, try something new. It's okay. It's okay to mess up. Mm-hmm. All like at any point in your life, it's okay to mess up, especially when you're in middle school and high oh. school. Yeah. So uh, recovery time from <laughs> you have point. so much yeah. recovery time. You don't even know, yeah. man. Like it's there. You have so much time. We're all still yeah. so young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Karen, I'm curious. I feel like a lot of people that I know of, at least, are interested in becoming an educator at some point, possibly. Mm-hmm. Just curious to know what your story was in becoming. Like, how did you get into education as a career path? Um, 
the first time I remember wanting to be a teacher was when I was coaching basketball at the local community center. Bet you didn't know I played basketball. I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I was a huge Raptors fan as a kid, starting from when I was like 15. Um, Man, big jersey, like wore jerseys to school and everything when I wasn't supposed to, all that jazz. Um, Yeah, so I, I, when I did my volunteer hours in high school, I volunteered as an assistant coach at the local community center where I used to play basketball. And then the next year they hired me as a coach. So at that point, when just watching the kids and their, their skill level develop and, um, it, it, it was very gratifying. It was very rewarding. So that's when I thought, you know what, I, I think I could do this. I, I'd, I'd really like to be a teacher. So I didn't go right into teacher's college because of course, like I realized this really late in my grade 12 year and, um, missed the deadline to apply for teacher's college. Oh. <laughs> but however, um, the undergrad program that I did was in psychology. So I did a lot of like the child development and the, the human aspect of it. Um, and which I find I can apply a lot to education. Uh, lost my train of thought. We have to cut this. <laughs> okay. Um, do you think your undergrad, like the major you picked, I guess it, does it make, do you think it makes you a better teacher? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so from, So from undergrad, as I was studying psychology, um, I mean, when I was in high school, my friends always called me like Dr. Gold. This is really dorky. But my last name is Au, spelled A-U. And if you look at the periodic, uh, see, Sufal knows. Yeah, see, you guys know. Yeah, you're all Uh. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, for everyone out there who is not a science nerd, um, on the periodic table, if you find the letters A-U, those are the letters that represent gold. So Fact of the day. Fact of the day. So... (laughs) Anyway, um, I've, I was always very interested in being um, a therapist as well, a psychologist. And then when I went into education and as I developed um, in my career, I realized that another reason why I like being in middle school is because of the mentorship aspect of it. Um, and also why I really enjoy working with the university chapters is also the mentorship aspect of it. Um, and I mean, I would never go so far as to say I'm anyone's therapist. You need so much training for that um, and so much uh, you have to go to so much school to be someone's therapist. Like it's not yeah. just, you can be anyone's therapist. Uh, but I, again, I do really do like the mentorship aspect of being an educator. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really it. You're still a mentor to us even oh, now. That's true, yeah. 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 There you, well, I mean, <laughs> that was what, that's what actually what reconnected us was, uh, his, you know, you were my volunteers. And then oh, after yeah. a while, I think the last year of your high school was, was when you stopped, volunteering you're focused on your grade 12 getting oh, into university right. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then when you went into university i don't know how you and i got um connected but it must have been i posted anyone at mac wanted I, to join remember, I remember you messaging me and asking me hey you go yeah. to mac right like you had no idea where i was going yeah either. i had no idea i can't yeah. remember who it was it might have been andel did andel know where you were going andel no no i don't, no, no, I don't think so. i haven't I, talked to because he knows you're at mac he does yeah <laughs> he yeah, knows he you're does. in Hamilton. He, actually, yeah, he randomly asked me He's like, oh, it's like, where are you? It's like, you still dancing? I'm like, yeah, like, I actually run the session at Mac. He's like, oh, with Marvin, right? Oh, and Del Kira. <laughs> of course it does. And of course, Hi, I'm, I'm sitting next to Sufal and being like, um, and Del, because he's like, yeah, I know. See, I know. I know what's going on at Hamilton. I know. And he looks pointed at, it's pointed at Lee at me. It was like, I know everything. <laughs> my, my eyes are rolling back behind my head because that's the relationship that Andel and I have. And again, for those of you who don't know who Andel is, he is a staff at Unity. Mm-hmm. I've known him since like 2010. 
Um, so we go way back and like very, very friendly antagonizing relationship where he always acts like he knows everything and I roll my eyes. It's <laughs> kind of how oh, it goes. Yeah. So anyway. So Karen, um, personally, I don't think I have, or I have opinions on the education system. We're not going to talk about the world point. because the world is crazy, but yeah. like specifically in Southern Ontario, because that's where we're located. Do you have yeah. any gripes specifically or like anything, any thoughts on it in general? Well, speaking generally, um, I am actually quite proud of our education system in the in southern Ontario. If you use any of the international standards, we rank quite high yeah, in math do. and language. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, whatever the current um, uh, provincial opposition tries to stir up uh, or whatever, whatever the political parties try to stir up, we do. We genuinely do. I mean, um, people will always point to those who... Um, who didn't do well in school to say, look where, look where our system failed people. And I mean, we are a public system and, um, it's not for everyone and people do fall through the cracks, unfortunately. And, um, a lot of the resources to support the people who do not fit into the public school system. Um, a lot of those are private and are costly. And I think that's where as a public school system, we can do better. Um, Class sizes are way too big. We don't have enough um, special needs resources. We don't have um, enough funding in the arts. We don't have enough funding in sports. We don't have enough fun. There's there's always something that you can fund. Uh, but I, I do have to say, and I can only really speak to the elementary panel. Um, I've, I hear so many complaints about um, from from youth such as yourself about teachers you've encountered who have been apathetic. And I understand that, that that's the case. Um, but teaching is hard. And I... Even though, like you know, even though I've been in the school system for over ten years, um, I can see why people would become apathetic or do bare minimum in order to get by. Because there, there have been years where I've been in classes where it was it was a pretty abusive relationship between myself and the students, yeah. and the um, and and I mean, it's just the group that you end up with, and it's and it's just some students who have their own baggage and lash out. Um, and there's not much you can do. And there are some teachers who have tried so hard to do right by these kids and where we this is a very thankless profession as well so um it's 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 a hard job it's a tough gig and um i'm never i'm not going to excuse teachers who don't leave the profession if they become apathetic i can't speak to any anyone else's lives and other everyone else's choices um but i would hope that if i ever got to that point um i'd figure out a way to make it better for myself Mm -hmm. but um again i can only speak to the elementary panel I've been to eight schools now in my short, well, I mean, long, short tenure (laughs) with my school board. Yeah. um, I've been to eight schools and every single school had teachers who cared and tried their best, worked really hard, worked long hours, um, longer than what the public ever sees. And I'm not just saying this to drum up support for us or anything. I mean, right now, now, actually, now that I think about it, like we're going into negotiations um yeah yeah, we're we're negotiating with the provincial government right now and i'm not saying this just to drum up support for us it's true um and i see how much my colleagues care for their kids and we stay up at night thinking about our students Mm -hmm. and um, we know the baggage that the kids come with and it it worries us and we try not to um, let it get to us but it does it's it's wearing emotionally and physically everything so yeah i was just thinking about this while you're talking earlier but um I'm not from Bangladesh myself, but my parents are. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the comments they would often make is how, like, over here in Canada, we don't necessarily have uh, 
a strict curriculum as in people in Bangladesh and India they're learning much more content much faster mm -hmm. like somebody who's completed up to like 10th standard or 10th grade in mm -hmm. uh, Bangladesh come to Canada and they're like wow this grade 12 math is so easy I learned mm -hmm. this like two years ago mm -hmm. right so do you believe that the lack it's not lack but necessarily the amount of things we teach is enough because a lot of parents complain I personally think that no we do teach enough mm -hmm. and it's like Regardless, if people think we're not teaching enough, we're still one of the most successful like mm. nations to have like our education system is pretty successful in general, mm -hmm. right? Um, I mean, I every country has their own philosophy to education, um, and I, you know, I've never spoken to a parent. Um, for, I mean, I spoke to my my husband's from Bangladesh as well, so yeah. he he talks about how the education system there, the math, as you say, and the sciences leaps and bounds. Yeah. Um, over ours at the same time i i would wonder what their priority is for the growth of a child and child development yeah exactly yeah, yeah so so here i i think that we try our best to strike a balance in looking at the kid as a whole person um there are people who would disagree with me uh, but if i were to look internationally at schools other schools in asia too like if you go to uh, Korea or Japan or China, um, depending on the district and depending on the school, um, it's the same thing. You go to Iran, you go to Azerbaijan, same thing. Like every, the parents who come here say, you know, you need to give my kid more work, more work, more work. But, yeah. Um, but it's, we already do a lot. Our, we have an excellent curriculum. And if we stuff the kids with more, um, then you're not letting them be kids. You're not letting mm. them develop emotionally. You're not letting them develop socially. Um, our kindergarten program is play-based for a reason. You learn and you develop your brain through play. And yeah. that's because we're human. We're not just robots. Yeah. There's so. more than just your math or science skills, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and you know, I, my, um, my physiotherapist at one point was, he's from Iran. He grew up in Iran and immigrated here um, with his family when he became an adult. So he went through the entire school system in, in Iran. And now he's watching his son go through the Canadian system. His son's in grade eight now. Uh, he says, you know, in Iran, and this by, by no means is a criticism, it's mm -hmm. just differences in systems. Yeah. So he said in Iran, a kid at 18 would academically be a genius compared to the kids here. However, they probably wouldn't be able to move out on their own. They probably wouldn't know how to manage their finances on their own. They probably wouldn't have the maturity level to do any of those life skill things where his son, he's looking at his son who's in grade eight now, um, in four years, he can see his son moving out and develop and just developing as a human being outside of the family, outside of yeah. you know, having so many different interests outside of just school. Um, and if you walk into my classroom, there's kids who work hard, but there's also laughter because we, we try to create a community. And if you're just focused on maths and sciences in the classroom, then you're not developing those human connections, I think. Mm -hmm. So I just really like the story you just said. Can I ask you for like a story you have, whether it's like a three or 11 years of teaching, do you have like a specific student, like whether they treated you badly? Something like, memorable, Yeah, right? something memorable, something unique. Oh man, uh, I'm going to swear now. Oh. Um, so I had a student call me a cunt once. Oh, so how did that even happen? Um, I mean, not, I, I can't give out names and I no, can't tell you which yeah. school I was at or what age this kid was. Um wasn't a, wasn't a student of mine. It was just a student at the school. And uh, okay. he had his own... He had so much going on at home. And um, it impacted his mental health and it impacted his social-emotional regulation. He basically had no um, self-regulation emotionally. So um, 
it was recess or it was lunchtime actually. And he was allowed to go on the computer just to keep him calm during lunch because mm-hmm. there was no one-to-one teacher supervision at that time. And in order to keep him calm so that uh, this, there was no altercations with him and the other students during lunchtime, they let him watch movies on a laptop yeah. with his headphones. And so of course there's other they're kids. Of course there's going to be other kids who go and like try to watch and, um, and they're not allowed to. It's just he's allowed to because yeah. of given his circumstances. So I go, I go in there. I'm, I'm on like lunch duty. Where my cheesy orange vest? You know the ones that the mm, teachers wear. Yeah. I'm up there. <laughs> no, <laughs> so I'm up there, and I, I know that he's the only one who's, who's given this opportunity because of his needs. So I'm trying to get all the other kids to move away, and of course they're, they're angry because they're like, why does he get to and I don't? No. I mean they, they understand, they understand, but. They have moments where they're mad too because they want to watch. They're still movie. kids. Yeah, they're right? still kids. So um, I'm trying to tell them to move, and he tra- turns around and says, "You don't have to listen to this bitch. Stay here." And oh. up like me, I'm saying I know this kid and I know what's going on with him, so I ignore his comments and I tell the other kids to go back to their desks. And then they're like, Just, he, "And that kid who's 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 given the opportunity to watch the movie, whatever, whatever." He goes, "Shut up, you stupid cunt." Oh, wow. And uh, I had to completely ignore that and just yeah. keep, you know, keep having the other kids move back to their desks. Mm. Um, and you know, like, that's the kind of abuse that we take from students who have no emotional self-regulation and, and be swearing at people like that was his baseline. Yeah. So there wouldn't be consequences for him because that was his baseline behavior. Yeah. It wasn't like he was behaving worse than what was expected. Mm-hmm. So, um, and... In a system like ours, those are the kids that, you know, what do you do? They have to be able to, they have to learn how to socialize with kids their age. They have to be able to be able to see other kids socializing in a way that is healthy. If you remove him and place him with kids who are like him as well, they have no model for healthy socialization. But then you're put in a position where all the other kids watch him calling me a cunt, watch him calling me a fucking bitch, you know? So, so it's like do are they i don't know it's that's a tough spot yeah and i mean to be fair too um the kids around who see this happening they also develop a sense of empathy because they know you know what there are people who struggle and we if if they are if he ever treated me like that i would go to the teacher and tell them i don't have to put up with it let the teachers deal with it so um i don't know it's a it's a hard decision to make with people like that but I think the kid was in the right place. He had a lot of um, education, like support staff with him um, pretty much almost throughout the entire day. Um, EAs don't get paid enough, by the way. Huh? Just saying. <laughs> Shout out to EAs. Shout to support staff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that that was like, yeah. not Probably not my craziest story, but that's, that was. That's, the, yeah. yeah. I remember, I wouldn't imagine swearing at someone. Like yeah, back in middle school, yeah. but then like if someone were to at the time, I don't think I would have understood. Like yeah. now I look at it, I'm like, oh, you know, there's probably something else going on. Yeah, there's yeah. so much more in the background I can't like grasp. Yeah, but like, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. have the perspective at the yeah, time, exactly. right? But at the time, I'd be like, what the hell? Like, what's yeah. wrong with this person? Yeah. Well, and and that's where I think at the school level now, and it's at it's not just at um, the school where that happened. Um, I I do see that the students. Whenever there is someone different or someone who behaves differently who comes through the school, they don't ostracize them. This kid was not ostracized. He had friends. He had people who played with him. And if he ever mm. acted up, the kids would get the teacher and he'd get help. Like, 
Um, there would be new kids who came to the school who didn't understand and they get into fights with him. But, yeah. um, but then, you know, at the end of the day, he was still very well supported. And so um, I was at that school for a couple years and I watched that student's um, emotional regulation develop over time. And eventually he got to a point where he, from where I first met him to when he left the school, so different yeah, because of the support that he got. Um, just goes to show how much support wow. can affect. It must yeah. be so cool to see like the development of kids throughout the yeah. year then, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so. um, I think I have one more question for you, Karen. Sure. So for anyone who's going into the field of education, people who are considering to maybe be a teacher one day, mm. do you have any advice for them? It's hard. Mm. You better care about kids or don't go into it. Yeah. Don't go into it because it's your fallback. Don't go into it because you want summers off. Don't go into it because you think it's great pay. None of that. That should never be the reason you get into it, yeah. ever. If you want to get into teaching, you need to be able to put up with the political bullshit. I would imagine so. You need yeah. to, well, I mean, unless you went to a private school. But then if you went to a private school, you have to negotiate your own uh, There's pay. always things, there's, yeah. There's always something. Like, yeah. And there, there's, you know, there's the Jewish private schools, there's the Montessori schools, there's, um, yeah, there's, there's the Catholic uh, private schools, and then there's the public school system. Um, but in any situation, just like any other job, there's bullshit. And if you are just going to complain about the bullshit and not try to make it better, then it might not be the profession for you. But if you're willing to work really hard um, at helping these kids, then then yeah, you know, you have you just have to be able, like uh, this. And this is a general statement for anyone looking for a job. It's going to be hard work. Oh, yeah. And um, that, you know, that quote that goes around, you know, pick, find the right profession and you'll never work a day in your oh, life. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little crap. I think so too. No. <laughs> um, because even, you know, artists who love what they do, they still have to work really hard. Yeah. There are days when they don't want to go to rehearsal. There are days when they don't, where they, they're injured and they don't have health insurance mm-hmm. or they don't have, um, they, they can't really apply for EI or, or whatever it is, you know, that's financially, it's really tough. And, if you are, if you look at the stuff that is hard and you think, you know what, going through that is worth it so that I can get to the good stuff, then you know it's the profession for you. Mm. And that's how it is with teaching too. Like I always think, what is it that keeps me there? It's the kids. They keep me there. Damn. Yeah. And like it's the marking. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Report cards. Yeah. hate it. You know, but it's just parts of my day. And if I get to walk into the classroom and see, see the students and laugh with them and watch them learn and that brings me joy and then that's it yeah wow i gotta quote you on that (laughs) that was great yeah so um that pretty much wraps up our podcast sweet yeah um so do you have any like social media anything you want to shout out um my own insta account maybe but it's private so oh well i mean they can still attempt to follow you oh at miss karen al miss karen oh m s and then karen al a u okay cool Yeah, um, other than that, uh, I just want to thank you again for being on our show. Of course, it was, great. it was a pleasure. Yeah, we had dinner, we recorded the podcast, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, any closing remarks? Um, no, I, I thought it was super awesome to see you, because like, <laughs> yeah. especially because you've 
been with us or we've known of you for like the past five six years yeah so I watch y'all yeah. grow up man yeah. like being one of your volunteers <laughs> to get to like do a podcast with I, you I think you saw us go yeah. through the glow up and everything yeah she, she, yeah she saw us at like our awkward stage oh, too yeah. like 14 <laughs> 15 year old you don't need to tell anyone about that no need to private. say anything that's between your us secrets your secrets are safe to me <laughs> yeah. yeah all right so if you guys enjoyed this podcast and you think you're an interesting person or you're not an interesting person you just want to come on and talk about a specific topic with us um feel free to email us at tell me about at gmail.com or if you know me wait, or wait, marvin, tell me about official oh my yeah yeah just tell me about official at gmail.com if you know me or marvin personally feel free to message us on whatever social media you have us on and other than that we hope you have a great day night morning evening whatever time it is you're listening to this <laughs> and i will uh, see, see you in the next see you in the next, next podcast yeah. yeah okay right. peace bye bye, bye. <laughs>